Hello, Internet. This is Ewan Spence and ESE Insight calling. The United Kingdom is hosting the Eurovision Song Contest 2023. And there's some other news as well. Coming up, the BBC's FAQ on 2023, the Baltics have said yes, and brand Eurovision has some big numbers. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome wherever you are, two weeks in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest and Junior Eurovision as well. And yes, since our last news podcast, we know where roughly we're going to be bringing the song contest to you in 2023 it's coming to the united kingdom it's going to be broadcast by the bbc and we understand that bbc studios are going to be the production doing the big lifting behind the biggest song contest the biggest festival the biggest live voting thing all smooshed together that you can find on the planet isn't that exciting? I might be able to sleep in my own bed and take the train to Glasgow or nip up to Aberdeen or go to Manchester or Leeds or wherever because, look, we can't update the whole we know what country we're going to but we still don't have dates. We still don't know the host city. There are a lot of details still up in the air. So let's just remember that there's a lot of speculation out there. There's now a fair bit of posturing from local authorities going, ah, oh, we're putting a bid in. And there's some going, oh, we did put it in. We had a look at the requirements and we've decided we we don't want it to come to Cardiff to take one example. So there's a fair amount going on here. And there's a huge amount of stuff that we can discuss beyond the, the basic facts. Uh, so uh, we right after that, we had an extended chat myself and Ellie Chalkley in a chat over coffee, which felt more like a chat over instant coffee, to go over many of the issues, the news, the speculation, the facts, and more. You'll find that back in our podcast feed, two episodes back uh, from this one, or at the website, www.eseinsight.com, and you can listen online and find all the follows and links there as well. As it stands now, the BBC has a schedule uh, for applications. The requirement spec is available for local authorities. Uh, once those come back in, uh, there will be a shortlisting process, and that will be drawn up during August, and there will be visits from the BBC and the EBU, and hopefully uh, the Ukrainian broadcaster UAPBC as well, to have uh, some feedback into there, to find out what each of those bidding cities has has to offer in more depth things like the Euro Club, the Euro Village, where the opening ceremony is going to be to have a little look around the proposed venue and to get a feel of the area to get more information on the process. As far as we can tell, 16 local authorities have expressed an interest and a number have said that they have presented their initial bids. Uh, those ones are Aberdeen, Birmingham, Bristol, Glasgow, Leeds, Liverpool, London, Manchester and Sheffield. There may well be more names coming into that before the closing date, uh, but certainly the front runners in there, Glasgow uh, and Manchester. Birmingham's coming up, the uh, the bookies odds as well, but the, remember the bookies odds is the money that's going down off people where they think it's going to go. It's not any sort of technical judge on what's going on there. It's not quite yet the time to go through every single bid in detail, mostly because we haven't seen uh, all of those details, but we are keeping an eye on things. Uh, the BBC has uh, covered many of the questions uh, and uh, points that have been raised in the last couple of minutes here on the podcast with a short FAQ on their site, which is bbc.co.uk slash Eurovision. Uh, but they have finished with this one, which hasn't, so let's cover it now. Will the government have a say on who hosts it? 
The answer being, we may consult with the UK government, but the decision on who will be the host city will be determined by the BBC and the EBU. Notably missing in there is the Ukrainian public broadcaster. And look, there's always going to be this pressure of the money's coming from from the EBU, from the UK, uh, whichever local authority and central government it gets involved, from the BBC itself. How much you're going to be involved in the sort of mechanics and management of the process, as opposed to the mechanics uh, and the content of the broadcast, is going to be one of these balance points throughout the season as we get through to presumably May. Uh, it's been May for a long, long time, but I doubt it's going to run out into June, but there we go. Uh, more news uh, on hosting date cities and all of the other stuff uh, that's going to go around uh, these physicality of 2023 uh, here on the news pod and on the main website over the next few weeks and months. <laughs> Looking back at 2022, yep, there's still stuff to go over here. The EBU has published an extensive report on the impact of the Eurovision Song Contest, the brand Eurovision. And there's so much to go through here if you're interested in the sort of back-end stuff. Um, you, you can head over to Eurovision.tv and that will get you the link through to the EBU's website, ebu.ch, where you can download the full PDF of the report. There's an infographic there as well. Uh, now, that infographic has the big ticket numbers. Uh, the small print uh, is in the main report, the methodology, how all those numbers are calculated. But looking at that infographic, the big numbers, which are going to be easy to remember, 161 million people reached through television 75 million unique views on youtube 544 million song streams of course you also have downloads buying the cd as well but my favorite one of all of these is 702 million euros of advertiser value from articles online now remember i said that the small print and the methodology is back in the main pdf that's where you can find how these numbers are all qualified. That 702 million, for example, is broadly calculated on the estimated readership of an online news website where that article about Eurovision is published, estimating the value per reader uh, for, for each reader on that news site across all the mentions of Eurovision on the news site. Look, basically, in summary, Eurovision's doing okay. Okay, declared countries for Eurovision 2023 were up to 24. The uh, three Baltic states of Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania have all confirmed in the last fortnight. Yes, they're going to be coming to the United Kingdom. Uh, that takes our list. Let's go through. We haven't done this one for a month or so. Albania, Austria, Belgium and Cyprus. Denmark, Estonia, Finland and France. Germany, Greece, Israel and Italy. Latvia, Lithuania, Netherlands and Norway. Poland, San Marino, Serbia and Spain. Sweden, Switzerland, Ukraine and the United Kingdom. There's your 24. Uh, we are looking ahead to that September the 1st deadline. Uh, if you release a song before then, it has a commercial advantage. So generally it won't be allowed to be entered, but you may have extenuating circumstances. After September the 1st, fair game. As long as it meets all the other rules, three minutes presentation and so on and so on on uh over in the entry list for junior eurovision which is december 2022 being held in yerevan in armenia germany has ruled itself out of this year's contest although it still will air the show and has said that it, this is just a creative break for a year uh, so 
Let's see what happens for 2023. Uh, Serbia's RTS public broadcaster there is will be joining the party. They've confirmed their entry, taking us to 14 entries from Albania, Armenia, Bulgaria, France, Georgia and Ireland, Italy, Malta, the Netherlands, North Macedonia, Poland and Portugal. Serbia joining us uh, this fortnight and Spain. In terms of uh, performers, uh, nothing on the junior list yet. We have a uh, nominated artist for Israel, who we discussed last week in more detail, Noah Carell, their song TBC, probably December, January, before we hear that. couple of bits of individual country news here. Junior Eurovision and Spain, uh, Spanish broadcaster RTVE will be opening up the online portal to submit potential songs for Junior Eurovision and singers on August the 16th. It'll stay open until September the 15th. Following that, there'll be a jury shortlisting process uh, and then those making onto that will be invited to an in-person audience. Edition. Ukraine's broadcaster UAPBC, which you may also read as Suspline, depending on uh, where you are on the internet, has announced that it will be opening submissions for the national final to select a junior Eurovision singer. No further details as yet, just the ambition has been posted. But given the importance of Kalush Orchestra's appearance in Turin, uh, and they of course are the defending champions of the adult contest, getting a Ukrainian representative in a normal manner to junior Eurovision will be just as important, I believe, for the broadcaster and for the country. Over on the adult side of things, look, if there's going to be a success story from 2022 that's going to draw attention of many artists to Eurovision, it has to be Rosalind from Armenia. The Quiet Song qualified nicely, Snap though finished 20th on the Saturday night. It didn't win by coming in first, but it's built up momentum online, much as Duncan Lawrence did and Moniskin did as well. That victory comes from, you know, just a huge presence uh, online, um, appearing in the top 10 global viral charts on Spotify, getting into the top 10 viral in Spotify Japan, a raft of online chart appearances across Latin America, and amazingly, two months after appearing at Eurovision, going into the UK top 40, and as we record this, number 26. Um, but charts are like like three or four hours after we record this, so it may go up or down. But there you go, a top 40 song from Eurovision, from Armenia. And now the news that Rosa has been signed by Columbia Records. The career is blossoming because of that Eurovision appearance. A lot of people should be taking note of that. That massive international stage does work in the modern environment. Uh, what else? Cyprus. Separate broadcaster CYBC has confirmed it will be using an internal selection for Eurovision 2023. There was talk of a national final in 23 as well. That national final has been confirmed as starting in 2024 in the same press release. So we now know the process for the next two contests. Sweden, uh, we had dates and locations from Melfast, we thought, because it went into the Ticketmaster system, because it's where it was going to be last year, and it's just rolled forward a year, but we now have official confirmation from Broadcaster SVT. Ticketmaster, surprisingly, was on the nose as well. But it's Melfest, so let's run it down. Semi-final one is on February the 4th, that's at Gothenburg, then weekly after that. Uh, so then we have Leeching, Leeching, uh, Malmo, Ormskotsk on March the 4th for the semi-final and March the 11th for the grand final in Stockholm.
It's the summer months, so things are bubbling over and under uh, and just keeping pace with things. Uh, Fortnightly News Pods, this is one of them, so we'll have another one in two weeks' time. Unless something big and amazing happens, in which case emergency podcast chats over instant coffee as we did with the UK hosting news. In terms of regular service, last week's uh, chat over coffee with Greg Watts, the music producer, is one back in the podcast feed. We'll have another chat over coffee next week. I still can't decide if I'm going to go back into the archives or not. Might go into the archives. We've got some really old ones and really big ones in there. But uh, keep following. Uh, and you will find out more. Those of you who are at the Edinburgh Festival, uh, by the way, the Scottish Falsetto Sock Puppet Theatre, uh, whose uh, manager did the Eurovision colouring book that was released back at Christmas, has a has a, um, two socks talking about the Eurovision Song Contest <laughs> going on till the middle of August. Uh, good friend of the parish, so uh, recommended show there as well. Uh, what else? Do we have any dates for your diary? Just a big September. The first one is looming. There's a couple of submissions opening and closing, but uh, nothing uh, in the next week or two here in August. So we'll call that a news pod right there. Thank you for listening. It's all very much appreciated to all our friends out there who we know or who are still to meet. Stay safe. Uh, we hope you're having a good summer. Be kind to each other out there. It really does help the world get along better. And I'll say to Ra for now by playing our guitars and we'll catch you in the next pod. Yes, Insight News Podcast this week was hosted by Ewan Spence, written by Ewan Spence and the team at ESC Insight, www.escinsight.com and support us, patreon.com slash ESC Insight.